the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com slash SGP. That's coorslight.com slash SGP. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app. And we're brought to you by Stable Jewel. Stable Jewel is a horse rating DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, here to bring you through all the opening day games. Uh, last night, we recorded a little Futures pod, and we were 46 hours away from MLB. Uh, as we speak now, we are 22 hours away uh, from Major League Baseball games. Uh, so very excited. And we're going to go through the card. We've got the whole crew uh, together. We thought it was important uh, that everybody gets involved for this opening day. It's been a long time coming. Uh, so joining us first, uh, Houston, Texas. We'll give the old man uh, top billing. Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how are you doing? Doing well. We are here opening day. Uh, well, less than... <clears throat> 24 hours away, maybe a little more. I know we had some post postponements. We'll get into that, but I'm excited, man. Baseball season's here. Um, we, we, we added more to the crew. Like we told the listeners about yesterday. So definitely excited to dig into the games and be here all season long. I'm so excited. Yeah. And we've got the, uh, we've got the youth team here as well. Uh, first up, uh, Mr. Dylan Rockford, Dylan, what's happening? How's it going, guys? Yeah, Munaf, you're right. Uh, we're less than 24 hours away from opening pitch. Some games postponed, but I uh, can't wait to break down all these games with you guys. And last but certainly not not least, uh, Mr. Noah Binnick. Noah, how are you doing? Doing all right. Uh, my sinuses are killing me as I live in the Great Lakes region. The weather is always changing. Yesterday it was 60. Today it's 30 and rainy and I am a wreck. So if I pull a Malcolm and mute myself and start talking, I apologize. But that's just how it's got to roll today. But I'm here. I'm ready for opening day. Let's go. I have to give myself a little team talk. Um, just 30 seconds before we came on here. Do not do anything on mute. I gave my head a little wobble. I had to have a word with myself, uh, give myself a little slap around the face. So I'm determined this evening uh, not to do anything on mute. Uh, famous last words. It'll probably last five minutes. Oh. Um, what's the matter, Moon? What was that noise? Oh, sorry. I'm watching uh, watching Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was on okay. mute. <laughs> oh, he just hit it off the crossbar. Sorry. Ah, yes. <laughs> it is not sorry. an MLB gambling podcast. We're not talking about soccer. I've got the Premier League on, and uh, Everton have just got a penalty here against Burnley. The second penalty of the game. Since uh, it came out now, the Champions League. But, uh, boys, we're I, here to talk about baseball. Wait, um, who who won yesterday, Malcolm? I forgot in Champions League. Can you remind me? Well, we're talking about baseball, Moon. I'm talking about baseball. MLB <laughs> <laughs> only going forward. Malcolm, um, Malcolm, since it's up yes. right now, I did a little bit of research on our favorite team here. I, <laughs> I have, I have then, a new favorite got? player. You have to have a favorite player, right? He Correct. wears number seven, Joe Linton. 
right? Joe Linton, yeah, yeah. absolute cult hero. Okay. Why, why did yeah. you? Uh, why is he your favorite, Noah? Number seven. I mean, it's the number for oh, me. Oh, is that it? The, just the yeah. number. Yeah, one hundred percent. Just going in it, rookie. You gotta, you gotta choose a number. Favorite player. Go, let's go. Mate, can you, you believe can these guys? Are I have no words. We can discuss this offline, but let, let's get to baseball. We're gonna, this might turn. In, we said forty-five minutes, forty to forty-five minutes. This is gonna turn to an hour and a half. Uh, but uh, yeah, I do want to throw out there. Liverpool. We've wasted we've wasted seven minutes talking about uh, how bad at technology we are, and um, Noah's favorite Newcastle player. Okay, so it's opening day tomorrow. Um, yes. As we have said, we've already lost a couple of games. Um, the two that have gone down to the weather are the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees, uh, and the Mariners at the Twins. There's a little bit of chat uh, about some weather surrounding the. Um, Mets at the Nationals as well. So we'll have to see about that. So that leaves us down to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Um, so we're going to give out picks for every single game. We'll have a little look uh, whether or not all four of us have a pick uh, for every game. We do not know. We'll find that out in the next 40 minutes or so. Uh, so we'll go chronologically, seems to make sense. Uh, that means in the time order, Munaf, uh, that they start. So first of all, um, thank you. The, uh, the first game uh, was due to be uh, the Red Sox and Yankees was due to go off first, uh, but it is now the Brewers at the Cubs. Um, the Brewers will have Corbin Burns uh, pitching for them. Uh, Chicago Cubs have the Professor. Uh, Kyle Hendricks is on the hill. I've got a few little lines here. In fact, I've only got a money line in front of me. The books are quite slow. We were just talking uh, offline before we started there that we thought the books would be raring to go and have loads of stuff priced up. Um but relatively slow pricing stuff up. I don't know if that's a if that's a weather thing or um, or what. You boys might know a little bit more than that. Uh, but I've got a money line of minus one seventy one for the Brewers and plus one fifty seven um, for the Cubs. That m- line's actually moved um, in the last few hours. I think it was uh, the the Brewers have shortened up a little bit. Um, but we'll start with you, Moonaf. Um, Brewers at Cubs. Uh, what do you think? What did you pick? Yeah, we have uh, Corbin Burns on the mound, like you mentioned, for the Brewers, uh, Kyle Hendricks for the uh, Cubs in the opening day game. Um, Yeah, I kind of went back and looked at how Corbin Burns did last season against the Cubs and absolutely dominated. He had three appearances last season against them, 2-0 with a 1.35 ERA, 20 and two-thirds of an inning, only allowed three earned runs in that span, also had double-digit strikeouts in all three starts against the Cubs last season, and then from, you know, it's kind of been the theme of some of these starters that I was kind of going through these games that, like many of them, Corbin Burns had better numbers and better ERA on the road last season than he did at home. His ERA last season on the road, 1.94. Home ERA was 2.85. And also seven of his 11 wins came on the road last season. So, um, you know, great success against the uh, Cubs last season. Kyle Hendricks, like you mentioned, uh, kind of a subpar season, maybe like a roller coaster. I think we talked about this a lot, uh, Malcolm. Struggled at home for whatever reason uh, against the Brewers, six and five, um, a record of six and five with a 5.24 ERA. Um, four starts against the Brewers last season 22 innings, 28 hits allowed, 15 earned runs, five home runs, five walks. Uh, he did have two good starts. Uh, early in the season against the Brewers in April, uh, the month 
uh, of April, sorry, 12 innings. He had 10 hits allowed, but only gave up two earned runs in that span. The bad spell really came in the final two starts of the season. Uh, majority of that damage was in the August 12th start for him. Nine earned runs, 11 hits in just four innings. Um, I just think that, you know, the pitching Corbin Burns is, is probably going to be the class here. Probably going to outclass the and continue the dominance he has against his Cubs lineup. I'm leaning towards taking the Brewers here on the money line. Possibly also looking at uh, first five innings under in this game. And then uh, definitely want to see what the number comes out for Corbin Burns strikeout props. So a couple of things I do like in this game. But as far as the game, uh, give me the Brewers money line. I didn't mention the report. Uh, I know uh, Dylan was mentioning that. I'll let him uh, talk about that once you get to him. Okay. Yeah, go on. Then we'll move straight on to Dylan. Um, Cubs Brewers, Dylan. Yeah, I I got the number. So Munaf was explaining. So the line opened up at, at around seven, seven and a half. It's all the way up to ten and a half, eleven some spots. So shop around. But there's a uh, 19 mile an hour winds blowing outwards in uh, Wrigley Field. So you got to be uh, pay attention to that kind of stuff, especially early on. Won't be the warmest weather. So I I'm gonna lean over in this game. I think. My projection on the on the game was around 8.8. So there's not going to be the warmest weather in Chicago. But with the wind going out and the way Hendricks has performed against the Brewers, he gave up 15, uh, 15 runs in two starts, 28 hits. He just gives up. A, he wasn't he didn't have his best year last year, Hendricks. So and especially if the MLB decides to use the balls to produce more runs, we don't know what balls are going to be able to use this year. So I think we saw a little of that last year. But I think with the Brewers lineup and the additions the Cub made, I think we get over this total. So I'm going to lean over 10 and a half. Over 10 and a half. Yeah, 10 and a half is a big number. Um, like I say, a lot of it depends on on what you expect from Kyle Hendricks. I'll get to that in a little while. Uh, Noah, what did you make of this game? So as you can see, both Munaf and Dylan do great with the analysis. So I'm going to lean more like player stats-wise and DFS angles here. Um, like like Munaf did, I went back and looked at Burns' great uh, performance on the road, uh, great against the Cubs last year, and uh, he gave up three earned runs total in four in three appearances last year against the Cubs. All three runs were in one game, so he had two shut two shutouts and twenty six total strikeouts in the three games. Um, too bad they uh, wiped out the Yankees Red Sox game for an early slate. DFS uh, competition. So you're not really going to be looking at many of these guys. So this information might not be too relevant, but if you want to play a uh, little props on different players for hits, home runs, total bases, uh, Hunter Renfro, uh, he's three for seven on Kyle Hendricks, two doubles, a home run with three strikeouts, Colton Wong, 17, 47, five strikeouts, total 11 singles, four doubles, two home runs, three walks. And then the third baseman, Jace Peterson, five for 14, two doubles, two, uh, two singles, a home run, two walks. And David Dahl is actually four for nine off of Hendricks, two singles and two bombs for him. Uh, light tosser in Hendricks, wind blowing out. The over sounds like a good uh, idea. Maybe even explore a team total on the Brewers. I like the ball flying with them. Yeah, good uh Analysis on the player stuff. I know Noah, you're a big you're a big DFS guy and you'll be getting your angles. So um if you want to know player stuff, Noah's Noah's the person you need to be listening to tonight. Um I got really stuck on this one. This was just about the only one that I couldn't uh, make a pick on. I thought 
I initially thought Brewers money line, and then it was way too short. And like I said, it was just about in my range, uh, but the price has shortened up uh, even since I looked two or three hours ago. Uh, so I couldn't give that one out. Um, Muraf messaged me a couple of hours ago. A couple of hours ago, saying, "I bet you're on the Corbin Burns strikeout prop," um, which is what uh, Moon has put up. Yeah, and he's right. That is something uh, that I have looked at. It'll probably be the one pick that I give out in this game. Will be the Burns strikeout prop. I mean, um, he had a, a I mean, a two point four three ERA last year. Um, the only thing with Kyle Hendricks is I've watched him a lot, and he is a difficult watch because you do think at any time the ball's about to disappear over the fence. Um, he had a career high year. Uh, last year, ERA and WHIP. Um, but opening day 2020, he pitched a complete game shutout. So he's got a little bit of previous. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of root for Kyle Hendricks. He's just someone who's a little bit different. But uh, this is the one game I did get stuck on, like I say. Uh, so I think if I was going to back anything, it would be the Corbin Burns uh, strikeout props. Uh, Moon, what number do you uh, think that prop will come in at, roughly? Uh, uh, Over-under. God, for Corbin Burns, I'm thinking it's probably going to be around. I, I think it has to be close to 10, Malcolm. Maybe eight and a half, nine oh, really? is probably where that number comes at. I think it's going to be high. Yeah, I was thinking around nine and a half, it would open yeah. up. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, he had, yeah, not, he had double digit uh, strikeouts last season in all three starts, like I mentioned, for Corbin Burns. And I think he also, you know, he got off to that. Crazy start last season with the strikeouts that he did have. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it came out around nine, nine and a half for Corbin Burns tomorrow. Okay, yeah, that's that's quite big. Um, like, so yeah, not particularly inspired uh, selection for me for that for that first game. Um, hopefully, I'll find find a few GCO ones as we go down the list. Um, next up, we'll go to the Cleveland Guardians um, at the Kansas City Royals. The Guardians announced a huge extension for uh, Jose Ramirez today. Spent a little bit of money, which is good um, because everyone's been pretty down on Cleveland. Uh, so that should help them um, a little bit. Um, got some numbers in front of me. We've got a uh, a money line of Cleveland at minus 120 um, with Shane Bieber going and the Kansas City Royals at plus 110. Um, and the overall under is set at eight, due uh, slightly uh, towards the Cleveland Guardians at minus 120. Um, I'll lead off with this one. I looked at uh, Shane Bieber. Um, he has a great record on opening day. Um, his opening day ERA is 2.25. He's got 26 strikeouts in his last 12 innings pitched. Um, he's fit and healthy, and he's absolutely raring to go um, after a strong-looking uh, strong spring training. Um, Grenke, I'm not sure about Grenke. At all. Um, he's made this move back to Kansas. Uh, it's going to be an emotional day. I think he he um, started for them on opening day about 11 or 12 years ago, something like that. Um, so it's going to be, it's an emotional play. Um, but I, I do think we've seen, we've seen the, the best of Grunky. I don't mind this Guardians lineup. A lot of people have been down on it, uh, but I think it's okay. I'm interested to see what Stephen Kwan does. Uh, I wonder if Noah's got any, any opinions on him. Um, so I looked at two props here. Um, one of which might feature in my lock later on. I like Bieber on the Ks again, but again, I'd be waiting for a line on that. If it's similar to Corbin Burns, if it's up towards nine, that might put me off a little bit. Um, but a basic Cleveland money line play here. Um, a really nice looking fast, minus 120. Um, there's probably, I think I've got a minus, I've seen a minus 109 on one of my books over here. 
Um, so just a yeah, keep this simple. Uh, not going to win any awards for being extravagant, but a Cleveland Guardians money line uh, prop for me, uh, bet for me was what I looked at when I, I got to the got to the bottom of this game. Uh, Dylan, you go next. Tell us about uh, Cleveland and Kansas. Yeah, I'm right with you, um, Malcolm. I'm on the Guardians. I got it at minus 116. I'm looking right now. It's at minus 120, minus 116 around. Uh, I am worried how how Bieber has pitched in spring training. You look at his ERA, 13 and a half, only in four innings. So he has been getting lit up, but I think he'll be ready. The threat, in my opinion. Uh, like you said, Jose Ramirez just got paid this morning, so I think he'll be Fimel Reyes in the DH spot. I think batting behind Ramirez is lovely for them. So I think they have enough firepower in their lineup and Beaver on the mound. I like the case prop as well. And if you don't, if you want to take the bullpens out of the equation, maybe wait till the first five uh, lines to come out and take the Guardians on the first five money line. I like that as well. So, but my play for this matchup is Guardians money line. Oh, excellent! So two for two. Uh, Noah, is it three for three? Yeah, I'm probably leaning towards the Guardians here as well. Um, I'm kind of thinking with uh, the emotional start for Granky, he's not a bad punt play at 5,700 on DraftKings for DFS lineup, but I do have one uh, guy that will be living a Villa Loca. I have Andrew Benatendi at 4,100, <laughs> batting 563 off of Bieber. Nine for 16, four singles, two doubles, one home run, one walk, and only one strikeout in the 16 at-bats. I think uh, he might be able to perform against Bieber, so I'm going to line put him in my lineup. Um, also, at 5,100, a nice catcher you could grab would be Salvador Perez. He's batting 267 off of Bieber and 15 at-bats with two home runs. And then on the Guardians side, Ahmad uh Ahmed Rosario, 4,200, batting 400, four for 10 with four singles. Uh, love those, no, particularly the uh, Ben and Tendi pick. I'm expecting him to have a, a sneaky good year uh, this season. Uh, Moon, I thought you have for this game. Unfortunately, I'm on the other side of this game. Um, you know, we, we talked about Shane Bieber. He, I know he had a great record on the road last season, five and two, 2.91 ERA. Uh, three starts last season against the Royals. He did have uh, 15 and thirds of an inning. Did give up 16 hits, uh, allowed only six earned runs. Uh, opponent batting average in those three games for the Royals was 262. He did have 22 strikeouts. Um, you know, you mentioned Bieber's final start last season was against uh, the Royals, where he did go three innings, allowed four hits, one earned run, but only had one strikeout. But I think what Dylan said, it's really kind of alarming to me that he has really struggled in spring training so far for the Guardians. Two starts um, combined for, I think, what, four and two-thirds inning, seven hits, seven earned runs. Did give up three home runs in that span, two walks, um, and only seven uh, seven strikeouts is, is pretty good for Bieber in four and two-thirds. But, yeah, that's really alarming to me. If he's not in good form here in spring training, now you have to go on the road and face his Royals team. You know, Grinky, he's back to where it all started for him. Maybe the motions are going to be running high. But, you know, last season when he was with the Astros, another pitcher that had – better numbers on the road. And he's kind of in that same situation, I guess we can say. I know he's starting at home for the Royals, but far better numbers, 6-2, and two, 3.45 ERA, overall whip of 1.17 for him. He did have two starts against the Guardians last season, 
12 innings. He did give up 11 hits in those 12 innings, but he only gave up three yard runs and the guardians were only batting 239 against uh Grinky. So you no know, Bobby Witt, the excitement of Bobby Witt. I think that, that for the fans is going to be exciting having him in the lineup, Grinky back on the mound. I kind of like this at plus odds. I, you would think that Shane Bieber's number would be a lot higher than it is. Maybe that 130, 135 range, but I think at minus 120, they're kind of suckering you take to take the Guardians. I'm going to take the Royals money line here. I'm going to take a stab at this. I think they have a better lineup here as well. Uh, maybe they can get to Green, uh, sorry, to uh, Bieber early. So I'm going to pull the uh, plug here on the Royals money line. Okay, so Muna flies in the face um, of, of the chalk there. I like that, Muna. Very brave of you. Stick your head above the parapet. Um, the Masters is kicking off uh, tomorrow. Loads of stuff going on this weekend. Um, make sure you get on to win bets. Uh, $10 wins $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. The winner's a special golf contest for this weekend. Get in quick. If you bet $100 on golf from Thursday to Sunday, you'll be entered to win a golf experience to the only golf course on the Las Vegas Strip, the Win Golf Club. Multiple entries are allowed, so if you bet $1,000 on the golf, you'll get 10 entries. Um, with also doing major golf insurance, uh, all users can bet 50 $50 plus on the Masters winner, and they get the money back up to $25 if they finish in the top three of the tournament. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Next, we will let Dylan... Rockford lead off on this one. Uh, you can tell us all about the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, in fact, we let Noah go with the Pittsburgh Pirates because we know he's a big Pirates fan. Uh, Pirates at Cardinals, Noah. Uh, Dylan can take the next game. Tell us about Pittsburgh. Uh, not too high with uh, the Pitt Pittsburgh Pirates here. Um, opening day starter, JT Brubaker. You can find him on DK7500. I'm actually looking on the other side, though. Adam Wainwright's not a bad play at 7500. Personally, I don't have him rostered, but I am going to entertain a stack on the Cardinals here. I have two Cardinals in the lineup today. Uh, 4800 outfielder Dylan Carlson. He's four for 10, three singles and a double off of Brubaker. And at 3,900, your shortstop for living a Vila Loca is Paul DeYoung, three for seven, batting 429 with a double and two de bombs. Uh, 4,200, also a nice catcher play is Yadier Molina, four for six, 667. All four of his, his hits off of Brubaker are singles. Um, Another good play for the Cardinals, 5,900 third baseman, Nolan Arenado, if you want to go for a star. Five, five for 11, batting 455 off Brubaker with four doubles and a home run. And then also 5,800, the second baseman, Tommy Edmond, 308, four, four for 13, three singles and a double. Um, I'm on the Cardinals to win this game. It's pretty juicy, though. So look for a first five because I think Brubaker might get shell-shocked here. Yeah, those, um, the card stack, I think, is going to be um, pretty popular uh, tomorrow. The uh, stolen bases as well, those Cardinals will give you some stolen bases tomorrow. You mentioned Tommy Edmund. Uh, they're valu valuable in DraftKings. Uh, it can be a great source of points. So um, you get some extra extra value with picking the cards there. Um, Dylan, next up, um, what did you make of this game? 
Yeah, so I'm right back to the total. Uh, I got it at the opening line at seven and a half. My projection on the game is 8.2. The line right now is all across the board around eight. I would still lean over, but around eight and a half, that's my buyback point to go on the under. But I like the lineup for the Cardinals. If you look at them, one through nine, Carlson, Noah mentioned he he smashes. Goschmidt, uh, Tyler O'Neill, Olinardo, you got Albert Pujols back. Yadier Molina, he seems like he's never getting younger. So I feel like one through nine, they can match. I don't see them having a problem scoring on a bad pirate team. I think they're one of the worst teams besides the Orioles. Uh, hopefully Hayes for the Pirates will be ready. He's dealing with an ankle injury, but I think he'll be ready to go. But uh, both teams, I don't think, have problems scoring runs. So I'll go over seven and a half. Okay. Um, I'll follow up then, uh, if that's okay with you, Manos, because I've got the over as well. Um, but I don't think I would have a buyback point at eight and a half. I think um, this has got the looks of maybe a, a, a seven four, a, a seven five game. I think both teams can score runs. Um, JT Boo Baker five point three six ERA, and um, I don't think he'll he could be gone after maybe three innings. Uh, and I wouldn't trust the the Pirates spent to come in and then and then pitch effectively for for a long stretch. And I'm not hugely convinced by Adam Wainwright. He's got the start. Uh, because of Jack Vardy's absence. But, I mean, he's, he's, he's tipped 40 years old now. Um, he threw 89 pitches uh, last Saturday. Um, they played an intra-squad intra game. I think there was some weather about and ended up throwing 89 pitches. Um, um, St. Louis lineup was great. I said on the preview pod last week, uh, it might be the second best lineup in baseball uh, behind the Dodgers. Um, but I do think Pittsburgh can contribute to this. Uh, I think the top five for Pittsburgh aren't as horrible uh, as people make out. I think they could contribute maybe three runs to this line. Uh, and I think this could get, uh, I think this could get double figures. Um, so the over eight, it was another, another lock potential as well uh, for me was the over eight. Uh, I didn't think a seven and a half, the eight is what I've got. Uh, so that's what I'll be taking. Uh, Moonaf, where did you uh, get to on this? Yeah, if you guys just kind of go through the pure numbers of uh, the pirate starter for tomorrow, Brubaker, Absolutely horrendous last season against the St. Louis Cardinals. He had four starts last season against them. Um, 0-4 in that span. 6.65 ERA. Uh, 21 and two-thirds inning pitch. 26 hits. Gave up 16 earned runs in that span. Uh, gave up six home runs. So it's just not pretty for him, right? Um, and then Adam Wainwright on the flip side. I think some regression is due, but he was absolutely dominant against the Pirates last season. Uh, four starts, completely opposite of uh, JT Brubaker for them. Uh, 4-0 against the Pirates last season. 30 innings pitched. He only gave him one earned run in that span. Strikeout to uh, walks ratio of 29-2. to two, The best opponent uh, batting average. He held them to only 127 against the uh, Pirates last season. I know they're coming in with a better uh, better lineup this season are the Pirates, but I think that uh, Cardinals are a probably on the run line are a good play here. If you're looking at some plus odds here, I currently see on win bet um, minus one and a half is actually at minus 105 for the Cardinals. But I do agree with your guys on the play on the over here. I think the Pirates can, you know, probably get a couple runs here and contribute to that over. But if, uh, I really do like the Cardinals team total over four and a half here uh, against um, the Pirates starter, also the money line. So a couple of plays here. Uh, if you want to really get frisky, some better odds, minus one and a half on the spread. But I do love that Cardinals team total over four and a half. 
Excellent. Okay, so uh, on a similar page there, um, the four of us, um, we'll let Noah lead off next up. Um, it is the raid. They're the Reds and the Braves. Reds at the Braves. So uh, Tyler Marley uh, is on the hill for Cincinnati. Max Fried goes for Atlanta. Um, we have money line odds of plus 184 on the Reds, uh, minus 200 on the Braves, uh, and over or under of eight. Uh, Noah, uh, Cincinnati and Atlanta, what have you got? I actually project this game to be a little bit low scoring. Um, I'm not too crazy on over-unders. Don't quite have a feel on that eight. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of runs scored, though. So I'm actually rostering both pitchers, both starters in my uh, DFS contest for the MLB SGPN contest. You win $250 if you enter that. Just follow us. all the uh, requirements and then you can enter. There's only a max of 200 entries in that. So I'm actually playing Max Freed, who is Munaf's NL Cy Young play for the year. He's 9K on DK. And then Tyler Malley, uh, 7,700 on DK. I'm sure Munaf has the pitching stats. So I'll jump right into my uh, pitcher versus batter history. You know, uh, not a whole lot here that I felt comfortable with. And that's why I went or, uh, took the pitchers in this matchup Uh, at 2300. The only play I would consider is punting uh, the second base position with Nick Senzel uh, two for five with two singles off of freed Um, in Tuesday's spring training game. Senzel went two for two with a three run bomb. So he's coming into this game a little bit hot. You could say Um, also some bats that you could consider for the reds. At 5,100, the first baseman, Joey Votto. He's two for six off of Freed with a single and a double. And 4,300 outfielder for the Braves, Marcelo Zuna. He's back. Um, I'm not quite sure what happened with him off in offseason, but he is projected to start. There was a whole story about how he apologized to his teammates for his off-field actions last year. Uh, three for nine on against Mally uh, with a home run, a double, and a single. So those are your three guys to look for. Love it. Uh, Joey Votto has ventured into the world of social media for the first time in the last two or three weeks. Uh, and if you haven't seen some of his antics, uh, he's a must follow. So I'm not an Instagram man, uh, but I've seen bits of stuff uh, on Twitter. And yeah, if, if you're on Instagram, follow Joey Votto. You will not regret it. He's um, on TikTok too. It's hilarious. I was a TikToker as well, though I'm, I'm way too old for the TikTok. Um, <laughs> Dylan, uh, next up, Reds v Braves. Uh, yeah, so I'm. This is a value play for me. I'm on the Reds at plus one ninety. I got it at. Uh, I I had the Braves valued around a minus one sixty five, one sixty six. So I can't lay the minus two hundred. The value's all gone for the Braves in this spot. I was able to snag, like I said, a plus one ninety over at Caesars. Uh, so I needed a plus one sixty eight or higher to jump on the Reds. Uh, Freed, he's coming off one of his best seasons, so I think we see some regression from him. And I don't know how this lineup is going to do without Freddie Freeman. Acuna's gone for the first month. They did bring in Matt Olson, so we'll see how he fits in this lineup. I think it's going to take some time. And with the Reds, I know they traded away a lot of their good players in the offseason, but they're still strong at the top of the lineup with India, Vado, Moustakis. So at this line, at plus 190, this is a value play. I'm on the Reds' money line. Yeah, well, uh, some dogs are going to go in tomorrow, uh, so why not Cincinnati? Uh, Munaf, what did you make of this? 
Yeah, I kind of struggle with this game. Uh, I kind of agree with Dylan here. I, I think that, you know, it's the first game um, in Atlanta after winning the World Series. So, you know, maybe emotions are a little high and people are excited and maybe they kind of forget about the game and then maybe the Reds can get out early against the uh, Braves here. But, you know, we talked a lot about the pitchers so far today. And again, uh, Tyler Molle is another one of those pitchers on the road last season. Absolutely fantastic. Eight and two, two and three, uh, sorry, 2.3 ERA on the road. He struggled at home five and four with a 5.63 ERA. So his ERA was nearly half, actually more than half of what it was at home compared to the road. Um, he did face the Braves last season once, uh, which was at home, I believe. Six innings pitched there, six hits. He gave up four home runs. Uh, two of those six hits were home runs. Um, seven strikeouts in that span. So um, as far as the value play, yeah, why not? Um, I'll take a look at the Reds money line here. Um, possibly, let me see what the uh, alternate spread line is. Um, sorry, the spread here is on that run line. Um, but yeah, just stating the obvious while Munaf looks for the line, playing in that band box in Cincinnati, he's a fly ball pitcher. It doesn't really suit him well, so that's why you kind of see his ERA skyrocket at home compared down the road. Yeah. One reason why I like Mali in the spot. Yeah, plus one and a half. Oh, no, sorry, not plus. Yeah, plus one and a half is at minus 115 uh, on the road here for uh, Tyler Mali in the red. So I'll probably look at plus one and a half here. Um, well, Munaf, that is the exact bet that I've got in. Um, I just figured this is going to be quite a close game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I echo what, uh, what Noah led us off with uh, in his analysis. Um, Marley was great last year. Um, he was great the year before, in fact. The last two seasons have been absolutely uh, fine. Not one of the bigger names, but he's been very consistent. Um, Max Fried expected to go really well this year. Um, was good on opening day last year against the Phillies. He had eight Ks, over five innings pitched. So I did look possibly at the uh, Max Fried K's prop. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a close game, maybe a 3-2. So I was happy to take the Reds with the runs, uh, plus one and a half at minus 110. So I will co-sign uh, Moonaf's pick. If Meg and Moonaf are on the same page, that doesn't normally bode well. But, you know, yeah, we, might, uh, we might book the trend this season, Moonaf. Um, tell you what I will be doing it this very time tomorrow. I'll be watching these games and counting our winnings uh, with a Coors Light. Uh, it's a very hectic time of the year. Um, weddings, graduations, spring sports, um, MLB, Masters, uh, that kind of thing. Drafting coming out my ears. Uh, sometimes you take a second to forget um, to forget ourselves. So take a second to enjoy a nice cold Coors Light. If you feel like you're always on and you need some time to just turn off and hit reset, reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer that's literally made to chill. That's Coors Light. When you need to hit reset, open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment. It's cold lagered, cold filtered and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing. It's the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. So when I need to take a moment for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going on coorslight.com slash SGP. That's coorslight.com slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewer Company, Golden, Colorado. Okay, next up we are, um, I was going to say two-thirds of the way through, but there's seven games, so two-thirds doesn't scan, mathematically speaking. Um, we will go to Moonaf, mind you, because it's Moonaf's hometown, Houston Astros 
Uh, they are at the LA Angels, uh, 9.38 Eastern kickoff time, which is just around after midnight, but I'm going to stay up and watch this one as well. Uh, Moonaf, this is a fun-looking game. Uh, you could say it might be the highlight of this opening day um, schedule. Houston at Los Angeles, Moonaf. Yeah, we have uh, Framber Valdez starting for the uh, Astros left-handed pitcher. And the face of MLB right now, I guess we can say, Shohei Otani uh, gets the start on opening day for the Los Angeles Angels. Um, former MVP or last season MVP on the mound, like I mentioned. Uh, he was absolutely fantastic at home last year for the uh, LA Angels, 6-0 with a 1.95 ERA, uh, 70, 78 and a third innings pitch, only allowed 17 earned runs, uh, a putting batting average of a 194 at home for him. He did face the Astros um, twice. He had two starts. I think he just had one bad start against them. Um, on One of his last starts was in September 10th, where he went three and a third inning, gave up nine hits, six earned runs in Houston. But, he did face the Astros uh, again in Houston back all the way in May. He had a pretty good outing there. Seven innings, four hits, one earned runs, 10 strikeouts for uh, Shohei there. I saw uh, he homered, I think, in both of these games for um, the uh, for the Angels, if I'm not mistaken. I'll double-check that. But Framber Valdez, um, you know, he, he was okay last season for the Astros. 11-6, 3.14 ERA. Five and two at home. He did uh, face the Angels twice last season. 12, Twelve innings pitched, twelve hits. He gave up four earned runs in that span. Uh, man, I, w- I was really struggling with this uh, game. I-, I just kind of feel like the pub- public is probably going to be all over Otani here. Um, you know, reigning MVP. Mike Trout is back. Um, I- I'll lean with the Astros here at the plus money again. You know, this team. They're going to be without Correa, but again, this team is fully healthy, um, especially in their batting lineup. You know, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Jordan, um, uh, Yuli Gurriel, also in this lineup, Kyle Tucker. We, we've talked about this on this podcast. So I'm going to lean with the Astros here at the plus price at plus 115. Um, but I kind of went back and forth. I'll just take the dog price here. I'm not sure if you guys have something better than what I just said. Um, we, yeah, I never gave out the, the odds when, when I introduced this game. You have got Houston at plus uh, 115 on the money line and the Angels at minus 123 uh, over or under is at eight and a half. Um, I will follow up what Moonaf said. Just uh, mainly I've got the, the, the stat uh, of the episode today. Um, Houston Astros have nine consecutive opening day wins, Moonaf. There you go. So, did they make it 10? This is a... We, we talked a lot last year, Noah and Dylan, um, about are you... When you're playing roulette and it's red or black and you've seen 10 reds in a row, do you continue the trend back in the red or do, are you one of the ones who says it has to be black, it's got to come black next time? Uh, this is one of those tomorrow. So, can Houston... Do you just follow the trend or do they have to lose at some point? Um, both pitches were just outstanding. I thought this was going to be another low-scoring tight game. I didn't have the odds for this because they're not up yet, but first five unders uh, would be my play on this. Um, and I will pass this on to uh, Dylan. Uh, what do you think for um, Houston and the LA Angels? Yeah, so no official play on this game. It was hard 
to decide. Uh, I love these two pitchers. I lean Astros money line and the under. And like Munaf said, I think the public's going to be all over Otani. Uh, but at minus one forty, I or I see at one thirty six some places, I can't see that. So I actually have the Astros in my projection favored at minus one hundred eight with their lineup. My concern: Bregman does start the season kind of slow, so that does worry me. But <clears throat> the total I have for the game is eight point two, so around eight point five. I would lean under as well. You have two great pitchers, especially Valdez, and I think he's a ground ball pitcher. He gets a lot of ground balls, especially um, at home. I know they're on the road, but I would lean Astros on the money line for plus odds, and I would lean the under for me. Excellent. So. We've got a couple of a couple of Astros backers here. Uh, Noah, what did you make of this game? So I'm going to agree with Dylan here. Actually, when I was looking at this uh, game, I wrote in my notes that Angels, the the LA Angels, wouldn't be a bad dog play. But then you look at the odds, and Astros <laughs> are the dog here, and you take uh, Mal's stat here that the Astros have won how many games in a row on the in their home opening? Nine, yeah. So I'm going to play the red because we've seen nine reds in a row. I'm not going to go black. Uh, give me the Astros on the line. Um, that would probably be my lean here. But there's a lot of PVB in this game. And me as a baseball player, um, this is why I love looking at these stats. Um, me growing up, you always you were like, oh, the, the Scorpions are on the schedule today. An Anthony LaRocca is on the mound. Let's go. Or um, on, on the uh, Metro Stars, Lupo on the mound. I I'm, I'm rocking him, you know. So I'm actually uh, – Mal kind of said that my other stack, the Cardinals stack, would be a popular play. And I completely agree. Going up against the Pirates, everybody's going to be like – Cardinals should put up seven, eight runs and uh, win this game. I'm actually going to stack some Angels bats here. I'm going to stack their three, four, five hitters. Third baseman Anthony Rendon, you can get him at 4,700 on DK. He's five for 10 off of Valdez with three singles, a double, and a home run. Um, also at 4,400, my first baseman for living a Villa Loca, Jared Walsh. He's four for eight with two singles, a double, and a bomb. And then at 3,400, I love my catcher here with Max Stassi. He's batting 506 at bats with three singles. That's a nice low budget catcher for this uh, slate of opening day games. Um, also on the Angels, you have 2,700 second baseman David, David Flate. Uh, wow. David Fletcher batting 292, seven, 20, 7 of 24, six singles and a double. He'll give he'll get you a base knock. Um, also at 2,500, outfielder Joe Adele, 3 for 10, single, double, and a triple. And he loves to be a menace on the base bat on the base paths. And then also at 2,200 for the Angels, you get the outfielder Brandon Marsh, two for six, two two singles, and he's their six hitter. So you could go three, four, five, and then Adele at eight or nine in this lineup. But also on the other side, I'm going to show some love to the Astros too. Um, Dylan said Bregman also often start uh, starts slow. Um, but he is batting 429 off of Otani, three for seven with two singles and a double. You can also get the outfielder Jordan Alvarez, who I have leading the league in home runs this year. He's batting 400 off of Shohei, two for five with a single and a double. And also at 5,200, outfielder Kyle Tucker, who I know Mal likes this year. 
batting 400, two for five with a dong shot and a single as well. So lots of PVB in this game, lots of options to play in DFS. I, I lean over as well. I kind of like it. Okay, so we've got the uh, we've got the over down there, and quite a quite a strong feeling towards the Houston. Then uh, it's dogs across the board for everybody. Um, so yeah, big fans of that, and possibly the double stack in DFS as well, uh, taking both teams. Um, the sixth game on the slate, uh, Dylan will let you lead us off here um, with the San Diego Padres at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, I have numbers off. Um, the money line has San Diego um, with you Darvish on the mound as minus 157 favourites. Uh, Madison Bumgarner gets the start for the Arizona Diamondbacks there at plus 145. We have an over-under of eight and a half. Uh, Dylan, what say you? Yeah, so no official play. Uh, I do think the Padres win, but money's coming in on them. We're getting to a point where I kind of see a little value in the D-backs. Not enough where I'm going to be on them, but if I were to have action, I probably would lean under nine runs. You could get that at DraftKings. But my line on the total is around 8.3. So at nine, I do like this play. The Diamondbacks, I think they're going to be better than last year and a, a little better than what everyone thinks. I'm on their over win totals for the year. So we'll definitely see them scoring a few runs this year. It's The question with them is going to be pitching. Can they, uh, can they produce and – if their bullpen winds up blowing it, it's for their own good. I think maybe you want to go maybe a, a first five under, but I would lean under nine runs for this game. So you want to go for the under nine runs, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, I went the other way. I got to the over uh, in this game. Over eight and a half uh, was the line I've got in front of me. Um Mainly, I'll be honest, I'm talking through my pocket a little bit here because you, Darvish, underwhelmed me so much uh, on occasions last season. Um, in the second half of last season, he pitched to a 6.16 ERA uh, and he frankly bored me to tears and, and uh, ransacked about nine of my fantasy teams. Um, this is the eighth opening day start for Madison Bumgarner. Um, the 4.0 ERA in those uh, starts. I just think... I'll echo what Dylan said about Arizona. I have been, I've mentioned them quite positively uh, a handful of times, probably starting from mid-season last year, actually. Uh, and I caught a little bit of flack for it. Uh, but I think I do think they score some runs, especially um, off Darvish. And the same goes to San Diego. San Diego, even without Tatis, they've still got a strong lineup. Uh, and I can see this going something, maybe a 6-4, uh, something like that. Again, a bit like the game earlier on the um, Pirates and the Cardinals. I can see this reaching double figures. So I was happy to take the over eight and a half at minus 120. Uh, Moonaf, what did you uh, arrive at at the Padres Diamondbacks? Yeah, I think there's some value here on the Arizona Diamondbacks with Madison Bumgarner on the mound. Um, take a look at uh, Yu Darish last season. Uh, terrible numbers on the road, two and seven with a 5.54 ERA. Uh, against Arizona Diamondbacks last season in five starts, 0-2 with the overall ERA of 6.65, 23 innings pitched. Um, the one concerning part for me about you Darvish against the Arizona Diamondbacks last season, the the Diamondbacks batted 317 against uh, you Darvish last season. Not saying Madison Bumgarner was any better, but his numbers were slightly better at home. Four, it was four and three. 4.34 ERA you know, against San Diego. Nothing too glamorous either. He had a 5.09 ERA 
uh, in three starts, 17 and two thirds inning pitch, gave up 22 hits. He also had a opponent's batting average of point zero, uh, sorry, 301. So I kind of see your, your play here on the over here, Malcolm. But for me, I would probably take a look at taking the uh, Diamondbacks plus the one and a half here at minus 120 um, as an official play. So um, I possibly lean towards maybe taking Diamondbacks team total in this game as well. Uh, they're at three and a half at minus 120, taking the over there. But an official play, I'll probably go on the on the spread here on the run line, plus one and a half, minus 120 on the Diamondbacks. Okay, so Arizona lean there for Munaf. Uh, Noah, any uh, any DFS stuff in this game that caught your eye? Yeah, first, uh, it seems like a lot of people are seeing some value on the Diamondbacks, and I completely agree. I actually like the plus one and a half that Munaf just gave out. Um, and then also plus 140, it's uh, juicy enough to entertain that because uh, I do have two guys living in Avila Loca from the Diamondbacks. 4,700, my second baseman is going to be Cattell Marte batting 444 off of Darvish, 8 for 18 with six singles, a double, and a Marte party shot. Um, and then 3,200, my outfielder, I feel so confident in this play. I recommend it to every, everybody that's listening to this that is going to be playing it in the DFS contest. He might turn into a public play in that little contest, but David Peralta, nine, nine for 22. He's batting 409 with six singles and three home runs. I like that play a lot. Also at 2,600 for the Diamondbacks, you can entertain Christian Walker as a corner infielder, batting 333, five for 15 with three doubles, a double or three singles, a double and a bomb. And then also on the Padres side, you get first baseman or second baseman. Uh, he has dual position ability there. Jake Cronenworth for 4,200. He's batting 429, three for seven, two singles, and one ball that landed in the crone zone against Mad Bum. And then uh, the Padres also offer a nice budget catcher for you. I don't know who their starting catcher is going to be. They have three of them that have nice PVB off of Bumgarner. Austin Nola for 3,200. He's three for six with a double and two singles. $3,000 uh, in the salary cap for DK. You can also find Jorge Alfaro, 444, four for nine with two singles off of Mad Bum, also a double and a home run. And then at 2,800, Victor Car Caratini, three for five, has three singles off of Mad Bum. So you can find some value in a Padres catcher. Just wait for that lineup to be announced. Yeah, I'll, I'll add one more uh, player that I like out that D-backs lineup was Pavin Smith. Uh, I think he will. I haven't got the price in front of me, uh, but it'll be somewhere around those high twos, low threes, I think. Um, I've picked him up in lots of places and I expect him. He's going to hit five um, and is it, he's, he'll be a, a reasonably uh, priced option. That's what I thought you were going to say when you went to David Peralta. I was expecting the word Pavin Smith to quote your mouth. Uh, no, but he's I something thought that's... I saw Paven on it, but I looked it up and uh, I didn't see him on the projected lineup. So maybe you find a different source and uh, he was there. But I saw his name and I didn't write him down because I wasn't sure if he was going to be starting. Unlike where all three of those catchers are playing the same position, you know, so I felt like listing them off. But yeah, Paven Smith yeah, yeah. also had very good PVB. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I've got uh, Paven Smith um, scheduled to start uh, in about five in that lineup, but uh, we'll know more by this time tomorrow. Uh, just before we get to our last game, and then we'll make our locks and dogs uh, for this episode. Uh, there are never enough things to gamble on. Uh, the one sport that runs three, six, five days a year is horse racing. And the best part is there's now a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel. 
a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. If you don't know anything about horses, uh, don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account and start building your stables today. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick. See you in the winner's circle. Stable Duel, play, race, win. Um, I am writing up the Grand National tomorrow uh, for the SGPN. Uh, any of you boys familiar with the Grand National Horse Race? Have you seen it before? No. Just the big three for me. Absolutely not. Oh, well, right. Okay, well, get up early. Find whatever channel is carrying it in the US. Get up early on Saturday. Um, in fact, it won't be too early for you. I think it's a 5.15 start here, so it's only a couple of hours before we recorded. Um, the race is four and a half miles. Um, I've got a friend of mine who once told me it was his first ever two-cigarette horse race, uh, so that's impressive. That's how long it takes. It's four and a half miles. Uh, there'll be 40 runners. Uh, so tomorrow I've got a handicap, 40 horses, uh, we're going to take this four and a half miles. They jump about 35 fences, uh, fences that are the size of small houses. Um, and it is absolutely outstanding viewing. So um, it's about it's a bit like a golf tournament where you get sort of 10 to 1 the field as well. It's a 10 to 1 favourite. There's horses in there that'll be 200 to 1, 250 to 1. Uh, so I've got to wade through 40 of them tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, add that onto my weekend list of DJ activities uh, with the Masters and the uh, baseball. Okay, there's one more game, and there wasn't. Uh, just as we were as we were coming on, uh, um, we weren't sure about the starting pitcher uh, for the New York Mets who uh, opened up at Washington Nationals. Uh, possible weather here as well. We'll have to see about that. Um, but they have got the pitchers lined up now. So uh, as much as we couldn't prep for it, possibly in depth, um, Tyler McGill is the man who's going to go to the mound. For the New York Mets, uh, not a name. Uh, even seven days ago, um, was in the top five. Uh, I think he was considered the sixth starter. Um, but with Scherzer and Degrom going down, and Taiwan Walker's feeling something, Carlos Carrasco uh, pitched late in spring uh, and hasn't been awfully convincing. And all of a sudden, Tyler McGill, who I did mention uh, on some of our preview pods, uh, is someone I fancy to have a decent season, and I've drafted him in some places. Uh, he gets the start for New York. Uh, Patrick Corbin goes for Washington and I have lines in front of me of um, the Mets are 1.74 so around about uh, minus 130. Uh, the Nationals at 115 on the money line. Uh, we have an over or under of eight and a half and we will let Noah uh, lead off for this one. Um, this was a tricky one uh, to handicap a bit like the one at the top of the show that I got a bit stuck on uh, the Brewers and the Cubs um, I got a little bit stuck on this one as well I'm not really quite sure what to expect Noah for me I yeah I wasn't really sure what I would do here because there is rain in the forecast so it immediately takes me to the total and you can find that at under nine on win bet um, that would probably be my lean here. Not a whole lot of uh, research I was able to do because the Mets didn't have a starter announced when I was doing this. So um, my one consideration I would say would be uh, play at catcher 
to punt with a 2,700. James McCann, he's three for 10 off of Corbin with two singles, a double, and three strikeouts. You can also find Pete Alonzo at 4,800. He's 10 for 30 off of Corbin with four singles and two doubles. Um, I must have missed a line there, uh, but I do not have it, <laughs> the rest of his line. And then 4,100, uh, the third baseman, Eduardo Escobar, uh, batting 250 with eight at bats. He has uh, four singles and a home run, so or one single and a home run. I don't know what I'm doing with this game uh, <laughs> with Go my on, notes bro. here. It, it was kind of just all over the place uh, without a Mets starter, so I wasn't sure what I was going to do with this game. But, yeah, my only play would be to consider McCann. But to be honest, I'm probably going to stay away with a gloomy forecast. Could get uh, delayed or postponed, so your starters might not pitch too long. Or uh, the game could get postponed after six innings and it would be an under. So, Yeah, I agree with that. It's, it is a, it's a little bit of a mess. Uh, Moonaf, was there anything that jumped out um, on this game for you or was it all a little bit muddling? Yeah, I mean, I, I highly doubt that they – get this game in um, just depending on the weather. Um, obviously with these two pitchers, uh, you know, they, they both had decent uh, spring trainings, uh, but last season's numbers aren't, aren't very convincing to, for you to lean one way or the other. Um, you know, for me, I, I want to wait and see what the Mets kind of look like uh, this off season and with their new lineup and everything. And um yeah, we, I mean, we didn't get a chance to dig into the game, obviously, because, you know, we just got the uh, announcement of the pitcher for the Mets. But um, nothing really kind of sticks out to me. If I had to make a play, I, I agree with Noah, probably take the under just because of the weather. Uh, Dylan, anything on this game for you? Yeah, I would lean under with the boys as well. I'm looking at the forecast right now for tomorrow and 92% chance rain all day. So I doubt they'll be able to get the game in. If they do, bias pick, I'm a Met fan. I'll probably back the Mets in this spot. I got them at minus 130 over there at Caesars. That'd probably be the highest I'd be willing to go with McGee on the mound. Anything over that, I think you're starting to see some value with the Nationals. But uh the Mets have a better lineup. I do want to wait and see what they look like, but uh, Corbin hasn't looked good, and I think the Mets can take advantage of him and score some runs. Uh, there's news this morning that Strasburg won't be ready till May, so I, the Nationals are going to just be a team that I fade early on. And Lindor, he's been raking in spring training. Four home runs, 10 at-bats with 34 at-bats, so this is the guy the Mets paid for. So if he could continue to have a bounce back here, I think the Mets are in a good spot right now. So I'll take the Mets on the money line. Uh, Mets money line for Dylan. Yeah, I haven't got too much to add to that. Uh, the bets I've written down are the two bets you mentioned. Uh, the Mets on the money line, which Dylan's just gone for, and the under, uh, which Munaf and Noah went for. Um, it was pretty straightforward handicapping for me. Um, I quite like uh, Tyler McGill. I think he's going to have a decent season. Uh, I don't like Patrick Corbin. Uh 5.5 ERA. I don't think he's going to have a good season. So it was no more straightforward than that. Um, me and Noah earlier on did discuss throwing out a wild home run prop now and then. Uh, Grumpy Moonaf didn't want to do it. Um, so hey, one, I'm a team it, player. I'll do it. <laughs> the one in this, uh, but it wasn't my game. It was in this. Moonaf likes to keep his stats up is the issue. He doesn't want his stats <laughs> dragged down by uh, throwing horseshoes at the moon like me and Noah are going to do. Um, but I'm going to, uh, for our opening show, I'll throw out Nelson Cruz. Uh, it's my home run. I saw he hit a monster dinger the other day. 
uh, a couple of nights ago. So only because I saw that uh, when I was watching the game, I will put him up uh, to do to do the same thing tomorrow. Uh, anybody else want to throw out a home run prop? Are you going to play Munaf? Yeah, I was looking at two guys on the Cardinals. Uh, I think Noah mentioned in his DFS play. Um, I'm leaning between two guys. Is it going to be Paul DeYoung or Nolan Arenado of the Cardinals? Uh, the JT Brubaker has just been absolutely atrocious against the Cardinals um, uh, over the last five, or sorry, over last season. I think, you know, both Arenado and uh, Arenado was crushing him last season. I think DeYoung also had two home runs against him last season. Uh, I'll go with Paul DeYoung. I'll go with Logan Trey and not go with the chalk play of uh, Arenado. Okay, Dylan, same question. I think we might have just sprung this on you, but just throw a name out there. Uh, yeah, I don't really have one, but if I were, I probably would look to uh, the Arizona, not the Arizona, excuse me, the St. Louis and Pittsburgh game. I think the, the St. Louis Cardinal can take advantage of Brewbreaker. So uh, I don't have odds in front of me, but maybe a guy like Paul Goschmidt, Tyler O'Neill. Uh, I do like Paul DeYoung as well, sitting at the sixth spot, but I, I would look around uh, the lineup for me. Uh, and Noah, then we're banking on you uh, to have the good stuff. You seem so keen to do this. Uh, you must have something stellar lined up for us. What have you got? Yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of doing this every podcast. And hey, when we post it on Twitter at MLB SGPN, just comment who you think will hit a home run for the day. And uh, who knows, we might have something lined up later down in the season. But for opening day, my favorite home run prop has to be David Peralta. Um, three home runs in a, in his uh, history against you Darvish. And last season in the second half, you Darvish was abysmal without the sticky stuff. Peralta's batting 409. Like I said, three home runs in his career against Darvish. David Peralta, I like it. Um, most of these props you'll get on the day of the games rather than the day before when we're recording. So, yeah, I like Peralta here. Uh, when I win this uh, DFS free roll tomorrow, I will throw the uh, $250 back in uh, to the pot uh, and we can dish it out for any listeners who pick some home run props uh, as the season progresses. Um, speaking of the DFS contest, um, a huge chance to win some money, folks. Uh, there's going to be a great big underlay on there. Um, the same as the Masters Golf one, which is going off um, very soon tomorrow morning. Um, all you have to do is get across to at MLB SGPN. Um, Retweet, uh, follow the follow the show, uh, retweet and submit a review and get your free DFS entry uh, into that contest to win $250, man. Come on, what are you waiting for? So get involved with that. Uh, and boys and girls, we've done it. We've got to the end. We uh, Not as many games as we thought, like I say, two postponements. But to be fair, quite a nice gentle uh, start, a nice, a nice way to ease ourselves in. Uh, we've picked seven games. Um, we've got a consensus on a few. We had a few contrarian plays. Um, what we need to do, though, is put up in true SGPN style uh, a lock and a dog. And we will start with uh, Mr. Munaf Manji. What's your lock and dog, mate? All right. Uh, for my lock, uh, I'm going to go with the team total. I, I really like this one. Uh, I think the Cardinals are just going to come out and, and take care of business against the Pirates starter tomorrow, Brubaker. I'm going to go Cardinals team total over the four and a half uh, as my lock. Um, and then for my dog, um, 
I'm torn between two teams. Uh, let's go with the Royals at plus 110. Um, I just think that Shane Bieber may get off to a little shaky start here uh, to start the season. Uh, Royals at home. Zach Grinky on the mound. Uh, the the place should be buzzing. The other one I did consider was the Astros, but I'll go with the Royals plus one ten on the money line um, against the Guardians. Ooh, almost said the Indians, but yes, Guardians. No. <laughs> yeah, I think I we'll have that problem that throughout the season. Yeah, we've done quite <laughs> well. Keep account. So uh, we're doing okay. Uh, Dylan, same question to you. What have you got? So I'm on the same side with Munaf for uh, my lock. I probably would take the total over in the Pittsburgh and St. Louis game. I just think the Cardinals, they're going to feast on brew Baker. I see them scoring at least five, six runs. And for my dog, I, I like the reds. I think they get it done. I think it's going to be an emotional day in Atlanta. They get their rings. Don't know how they're going to perform without two of their best guys, Freeman and Acuna. And, Hi, Molly. He's pretty good. So I think the Reds could sneak a couple of runs early on and maybe have the Braves play catch up baseball. So I'm going to take my dog Reds and my lock the over eight for Pirates and Cardinals. Uh, Noah, same question. This might be problematic because I think all three of us so far have turned to the Cardinals Pirates game for their lock. Uh, for me, I don't think anything that you could take for the Cardinals offensively is a miss here. Um, I looked at the money lines a little juicy, so it's a nice parlay uh, builder. Uh, Cardinals first five, that's what I wrote down, but Munaf has me on the Cardinals team total at four and a half. That seems really low. So I'm going to change my lock here to that. But if I want to change it up, it, it would be the first five for the Cardinals against the Pirates. We'll see what the the odds are on win bet and then for my dog um it might come from uh malcolm as well but the astros like i said i 100 percent thought when this line would be announced that the astros would be favored when they're not that was just a huge uh alert sign to me so i'm gonna be on the astros tonight yeah i think someone had to put the astros in as their dog on the grounds that you Noah and Munaf uh, all fetched that it was a likely winner at plus odds. Um, I've got, I got two potential locks written down. Now, one of them flies directly against Munaf's uh, role. So I don't want to do that. I don't want to take opposite sides of the same game, which means for my luck, I'm going to co-sign the over eight um, on the Pittsburgh uh, in St. Louis game. I do think, like I say, this has got the look of a of a 7-3 or a 6-4. I think it's got a, it's got a 10, 10 or 11 run game. Uh, and for my dog, I'm going to take the D-backs on the money line, uh, plus 141. Um, I just, like I say, I'm talking through my pocket, but I'm, having watched Stu Darvish a lot, I'm just so unconvinced by him. And I have been higher on the D-backs um, than a lot of people. So yeah, I think they can stay competitive tomorrow. Uh, Mad Bum can maybe roll back the years and throwing a decent outing. So I think that there, uh, plus, plus 141 on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, I know, Moon, if you were going to keep track of all these this season, uh, so we'll be able to have a little uh, a little contest and see who's uh, who's doing well and who's not doing well. So you can follow the hot hand when you're listening to the SGP Gambling Podcast uh, and get your bets on whoever is, uh, whoever's doing well. Um, and that's it, gents. Any, has anybody uh, got anything that we've missed or any any strong leans or info that we need to know before this all kicks off uh, tomorrow afternoon? 
No, I think uh, just uh, keep those weather reports in mind. Uh, we'll I'll try to some way once we get some pi- uh, umpire rotations going, some stats building up. I'll kind of mention that throughout the season. I know that was something that I wanted to get to last season, but I think we'll work that into the rotation. I know we talked about it, a lot about that in the MLB Slack channel last year with the umpires. Um, so I'll try to uh, rotate that in. But other than that, man, no, we're good to go. You still have plenty of time before uh, the first pitch to listen to all the previews. Uh, and like Malcolm said, alluded to earlier, uh, we did drop our awards show and season-long props. So definitely check that out. A lot of great stuff on that podcast. Other than that, I'm ready for the season, boys. Uh, Noah Dillon, excited. Oh, thrilled. Can't wait for opening day tomorrow. Yeah, like Munaf said, just check the weather update. Uh, check umpires. I think that could really bold well for some handicapping. Uh, and yeah, I can't wait for opening day on tomorrow, 1, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Noah, give us a final word. For me, um, these last two podcasts have been a blast. A big One big happy family, I guess, for the last two. Um, I look forward to the rest of the season. And who knows? I, I love playing these little home run props. Uh, you can get really nice, juicy odds. Um, this one could be chalk, but if there's a prop for first home run of the season, I know last year all the Detroit Tigers fans loved bringing up the uh, Miguel Cabrera home run in the snow. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That was a hell of a moment last year. Uh, for me, uh, it would probably be Christian Yelich. I think he has a bounce back year, and I have him the season long uh, DGEN's only uh, fantasy baseball uh, league. I have him live in a Vila Loca. So I like Yelich if that prop is available. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, cheers, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we've had a busy few days, we knocked out all the uh, divisional previews, and then the the podcast that we recorded last night where we, we gave out all our season futures. And then today, uh, and as we said last night, if, you, if you've listened to the show, we're going to be going five nights a week. So some combination uh, of us four cretins uh, will be guiding you through um, the season or five nights a week, which is something to look forward to. Hopefully we'll have a lot more accurate information, up to date, things like starting pitches and whether uh, Munaf's going to get his, his famed uh, umpire's report. He's going to translate his NFL ref's report uh, across to MLB. So we'll be looking at uh, how good and bad they are at calling pitches and strikes. Um, don't forget the DFS contest. Uh, absolutely outstanding value. And who doesn't want $250? Um, usual place for all your SGP information. Get across to the website. Um, like, rate, review. Uh, and all your podcast apps. It's really important. Uh, keeps the brand going. And I know that um, everyone's working really hard at the minute and the listeners are loving all the content that everyone's putting out. So uh, thanks for your support, everyone. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your Masters. Uh, but most of all, enjoy your MLB. We hope you pick some winners. Uh, we'll be back early next week and we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>